What if you could unlock the extraordinary power within you? Join us on our Human Potential podcast as we explore the limitless possibilities, the holy trinity of mind, body, and spirit. Discover easy-to-action tips, inspiring stories, and expert advice to help you tap into your highest potential and live a life of purpose and fulfillment. For a free transformational tool, go to soulful-awakening.com forward slash free. So here we are on the first ever Human Potential podcast. Welcome, Kate McAvener, my esteemed guest. Thank you for joining me here today. As a way of a quick introduction, Kate McAvener is, and I've written this down, so I'm going to say a intuitive psychic and multidimensional channel. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. It's it's a very interesting one, this because every time someone asks me what I do, I tend to give a slightly different answer. So that's the that's the response for today, Ada. <laughs> well, let's just go with the present moment, right? Yes. So look, being the, this being the first one for me, and us kind of connecting just before we came and hit record. The intention was to be raw, to be vulnerable, for it to be even messy and maybe even a bit of cringe may crop up for us Um, and to let that flow right to let that flow not to judge it to be present with it and also to create something beautiful something inspiring something where we can give value and service to the people that are listening and open up possibilities and potentials that maybe they've never considered before and hopefully they get that through our discussion and our interaction and our exchange so i just wanted to bring that into the energy of our conversation live as we are now. So I'd like to start just a bit about your background, Kate. How did, how did this kind of version of yourself, the multidimensional channel, how did this come about? I think it's a fascinating story. And actually kind of related to that, because I was part of a mastermind about a year ago where I, where I was a coach. And we did very deliberately structured channeling and this element of channeling towards the end of the mastermind, because we thought it was more of an advanced topic right rightly or wrongly and i was relating it back to my journey you know channeling was something very woo right it was out there it was like i don't even know what that means and for me to get to that place of where i'm open to this and actually receiving your gifts we had an amazing session last week by the way which maybe we'll talk about in a bit more more detail yeah it was a journey right it was a journey of understanding okay energy frequency vibration understanding limiting beliefs of sabotage understanding consciousness on a slightly different level and then this whole dimension of channeling and being part of a galaxy in the universe where there are any other beings that are here to help us in our journeys of ascension of enlightenment of consciousness so yeah so what what's my point is like your yeah, channeling is something that i still consider is kind of for the advanced soul on this journey of consciousness not to mention not to say that it is that's kind of a frame that i've got and i'd love to hear your thoughts on that would you like me to start with my thoughts because i could talk about channeling all day yes yes please yeah so from i believe that everybody has an innate ability to channel beautiful yep. everybody is channeling everybody is connected to source energy and everybody is channeling pure creative source energy and within that there is a spectrum yes yeah there is a spectrum of channeling and at one end we have the sort of um 
more intuitive dances that many of us know, that gut instinct, you know, that many people listening may have had an experience where you just kind of simply know something or the synchronicities that happen in your life. And that is, an, that is a form of channeling all the way through the spectrum. You know, we have remote viewing, we have, you know, telepathy, we have all manner of things all the way through to what you might call the more extreme version, which is trance channeling. And that's what I have discovered is my gift. And there's been some really fascinating research done about the science of, of channeling and particularly the science of trance channeling, because believe me, it can appear like you have a mental health issue. <laughs> When, when this first starts to really yep. take hold in one's life. Yep. And particularly if one is living in a very conventional society, as I have and do here in Cornwall, I can ignite concerns and fears amongst, you know, amongst peers because there is a fine line there. Sure. Sure. And so there's been some amazing research done. But if I um, go back to my story, because I'm quite unusual, hater. <laughs> <laughs> in the most beautiful way. In the most beautiful way. I haven't had a near-death experience. I didn't have, you know, psychic phenomenon happening when I was a child. I'm not from a long line of mediums or, you know, psychics. I haven't had any of those lived experiences. I simply got stung by a jellyfish in 2016. <laughs> that was the trigger. <laughs> a jellyfish. That, in hindsight, yeah. yeah. In God, hindsight, bless, God bless the jellyfish. God bless the jellyfish. It was a teeny tiny jellyfish in the middle of the Mediterranean. And it was a gift from the universe because I'm a very, very slow learner. Um, I've spent most of my adult life in a very intellectual, analytical state Mm. of mind. I've always followed followed intuitive breadcrumbs. That's what's taken me on this adventure through life. I've gone from being an archaeologist into architecture to being an award-winning, multi-million pound, almost said multi-dimensional, multi-million pound grants consultant around my own business you know it's very very yeah. lucrative I was really really good at what I did and the irony to me is I could never quite work out why I was really good at what I did with but I was hopeless at maths <laughs> it's one of those unexplained phenomena right yeah. yeah and I now know in hindsight now I know oh it's because I was intuitively selecting the clients I wanted to work with wow. very 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 discerning about who I chose to work with wow. so I was in this very yeah in this very head-based yeah. world. So, so, sorry, can I just interject? Because that's a really interesting point for me. Because you were, you were in this, you were in this job, in this, you know, in this highly analytical job that was very rewarding financially in terms of the exchange that was going on. So, you're in your analytical mind, you know, the front part of the brain, and yet, without being aware of it, there was this other energy. Let's call it present, which is your intuition. I like to call it the soul. You know, I say the intuition is the voice of the soul. That was present and guiding you. Yeah. And yet there was no conscious awareness of that. And yet it was present. Yes. And to me, that's fascinating, right? Because when we actually shine the light of consciousness on this, it kind of exacerbates the power we have to manifest and materialize and open up possibilities and potentials in our lives. And you were, you were doing it from the space of, I'm in this job and I'm doing the nine to five. And yet I'm still connected to source. And that's the other part that's fascinating to me, that we are constantly connected to source without realising it. In recent years, I have reflected back over my life and uh, can see, oh, my goodness me. I've always been guided. 
Yeah. You know, always. And it's almost like there's been a divine plan to bring me to this moment in time because I'm now in service in a very specific way. And I'll give you an example. And people listening may have their own version of this. When I was 18, I did a Camp America. I was over in Camp America. And I was the youngest worker on the camp. And one evening, a, a load of us were going out to go to the local bar. Well, I was going to go and have a cup of tea because <laughs> obviously I couldn't drink. And I remember getting in this car, this minivan with, it must have been about six or seven of these other guys. And I got in and this voice said, get out. Mm. Get out. Mm. And I didn't question it. I just got out, which for me was really weird because I was very keen to integrate myself and, you know, be with the big kids. But mm. I just got out. Mm. And that car went on to the crash and everybody in it, apart from one person, was killed. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And I have had various incidents like that throughout my life. Yeah. And it was almost like my lived experience has been one where that source energy has been trying to break through mm. and sending me these nudges and I didn't know what they were. And then I think God got bored. So he said, right, I'm just going to give her a bit of a slap. And he sent me a jellyfish instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> and that for me, Hader, is when in hindsight, again, I didn't know what was happening at the time. I thought I was losing my mind. All sorts of psychic phenomena started to happen inside yeah. and outside. I started to hear voices. I started to see things. My ego had a, a, a massive tantrum, shut all of that down. You know, I had what I now know, but again, I didn't know at the time because I didn't do any of this spiritual stuff. I didn't read any of this. I didn't, I wasn't, it wasn't in my world. I had multiple um, dark nights of the soul just endless mm. <laughs> and each and every time my ego won because I'm very powerful intellect mm. each and every time and then in 2020 things got a little bit more interesting I found myself for some strange reason listening to light language again it was something love, love a bit of light language love a bit of light language <laughs> it just I was in a session with my coach. She was an intuitive coach. And before I knew it, she was talking light language. And yeah. And that's when my journey really started because, you know, without going into all of the detail, I just started to get this message open to channel, open to channel, mm. open to channel. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't even know what light language was, but it was, I had a telepathed message from what I now know to be the Andromedan NG and, um, yeah, I mean, I could do a timeline, but that might bore your listeners. You know, fast forward. <laughs> yes. Fast forward to today, and I have a very unusual gift. I, I have been invited by source to get completely out of my head and into the void. And I liken my channel to being a bit like, you know, the Kaplunk game? Yes. You know, the Kaplunk yeah, game where you have that yep, yep, tube yep. and you have all of those holes in it? Yes. Well, what I'm discovering, and it is, you know, I'm I'm at the pioneer. I'm at sort of the leading edge, you could say, of multidimensional communications. And what I'm what I'm discovering and playing with is that I can actually tune into any of those holes. Wow! Yes. Yeah, and that in itself has been really fascinating for the last twelve months because one of the themes that I, I'm fairly sure I'm here to explore as a soul consciousness is one of boundaries. 
energetic discernment and boundaries so yeah. i had the experience of having no boundaries because it was yeah. all such fun <laughs> yeah so let, let's let's talk about that right because that's that's a really and i don't want to take away from your story we'll get back to your story but, but boundaries is a really important and fascinating subject because as i found out in my own life from going to having no boundaries like you like you to to actually instilling boundaries in my relationships it's facilitated a transformation in those relationships and in the way I feel about myself. So I'm wondering how, yeah, how you in your journey around boundaries specifically, how you've kind of put those boundaries in place because we talk about boundaries and, you know, creating boundaries. I'm interested in the how, right? The how, how we did it. I can talk about how I did it and I'm interested in how you did it and how that kind of facilitated or transformed things once you had those in place. This is a really good question and it's actually very fresh. Yeah, yeah. Very, very fresh, you know. So I've been in terms of 3D and 3D boundaries and multi-dimensional boundaries. So let's talk about right. the 3D because I talk about the 3D, now, 3D first, 3D, yeah. And then, and then we can take it cosmic. So I went through the phase of, like many of us, creating boundaries from a place of fear. And that served me to some extent, but not really. You know, it's a very contracted energy, yeah. energy to be in. Yep. True liberation for me came from realizing that the the primary source of me is God, is source. And once I connect with that and elevate my own vibrational frequency for that, feeling and sensing where those boundaries are becomes a very, very different, more joyful game. And in that, I found that my perspective shifts completely. I see those around me from a place of love. Not feeling sorry for them or anything like that, just seeing them as magnificent and multidimensional and on their own journey from a place of love. And if I think about, you know, recent events in my life where my family and friends staged an intervention, literally, mm. because they thought I was losing my marbles mm. and uh, mm. I was having a psychotic episode because mm. I'm hearing wow. voices in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so beautifully timed because it showed me where my boundaries are and what it feels like to really fully express myself in my true authentic voice so I'm loving at the moment in my 3d world being the witch who cannot be beheaded because it's not legal enough in the UK yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and having spent a long time since 2016 hiding myself away and adapting to other people's boundaries it is beyond transformational to be showing up in my own life in in this way knowing that the people who love me see me and the people who are frightened by me are simply seeing me through the lens of fear beautiful yeah and thank you for that and as, as you were speaking I was kind of tuning into into your response and I was thinking as someone who is highly psychic highly in tune with her channel in terms of cage channel not the, not the trance channel i would suggest that it's relatively easier for you to connect to source to god mm. is that a, is that a fair assumption first and foremost these days it is i've gone from being a chronic chronic overthinker yes so, right. so, so, so yeah so that's the part i'm interested to explore right because when, when it's when it's easy and we're in flow and we're connected to source everything becomes easy so it becomes easy yeah. to kind of facilitate what our boundaries are and express those boundaries in an articulate and loving way to the people in our lives yeah. and, and my, my kind of discernment on this is people who are at the beginning of their journey 
who are completely struggling with boundaries and they know they need to improve the boundaries they have, they know they need to improve their relationships. How do they facilitate this connection to source? How do they get into tune with their higher selves and higher consciousness that allows them to kind of then create boundaries in their lives? That's easy, and I can give you a life pack right now, which you can there you go. That's what we want, right? This is this is a tool. This is what Human Potential Podcast <laughs> is about: is, is providing our listeners with tools and techniques and hacks that will kind of accelerate yeah. and expedite their journeys. Yeah, and before I share the tool with you, let me just share how powerful this is. So, yeah. I have gone from being a you know a chronic chronic overthinker. I lived a life of depression, anxiety, stress suicidal ideation tried to take my own life twice sorry i'm you know, saying me you, as well me as well a very very extreme version of the human experience yeah you know suited booted very boxed in on linkedin <laughs> have <laughs> you got your old profile by the way i'd love to see that <laughs> <laughs> oh i should i think i need to come off linkedin because i just oh, okay. thought oh I should right. go back and have a look at it. But I've yeah. got the old photo, you know, yeah. the kind of squishy oh, hair. I am Kate. Look at me. I'm in my ah. secret world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so I've gone from that space to being this open and clear channel. And how did I do it in a nutshell? I went from the head to the heart. And that sounds so easy, doesn't it? It sounds so easy. And I'm happily show you a life hack right now, if that would help. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's, yes. something, it's something that I often do with people who appear in, you know, calls to work with me. It's just like, oh, let's, I'll give you this, because it's so, it's so lovely. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, do I know this one? Have, have we done no, this? you don't. Okay, okay, cool. Um, wow. yeah, we're going to learn something new. Fantastic. <laughs> so are you happy if I just guide you through it? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. let's do it live. Yeah, guide me okay. through it. So, place one finger there between your eyebrows. And imagine that that finger is creating a horizontal line through your head. Okay? Yep. Now take another finger on the top of your head and imagine that that finger is creating a vertical line through your head. Yep. And There's just... Like an axis going through me. Exactly. So yep. just find the point. Find the point. Imagine that you can imagine the point where those two lines intersect. Okay. Okay, now drop your hands. Okay, so what you're going to do is you're going to imagine that your awareness, your consciousness, you, is like a marble or a sort of, I like to think of it as like a, almost like a, a marble of beautiful water or honey. And I want you just, to, just looking at me, or you can have your eyes closed, I just want you to roll the marble back into the centre of your head. Just give me a nod when it's there. Yeah. Now roll the marble forward into your frontal lobe, the thinky part. And then roll it back into the center of your head. And I'll explain to you why this is so beautiful in a minute. And now I want you to imagine why or rather that, in the centre of your head, where that marble is, your marble starts to morph, starts to change shape into the most beautiful flower. 
And as you relax your breath, just notice that the petals of this flower just start to open. Just opening. Is this opening to receive the rays of the sun? And on your next breath, close the petals. Close them as tight as you can. And then allow the petals to open again, this time a little bit more. Maybe even getting excited to see how far these petals can open. And then close the flower shut. Notice the contrast before allowing this petal to just, this flower to just open wide, letting it be easy and natural. Opening now as far as the flower wants to open to receive all of those rays of sunshine. And as those rays of sunshine fall in the centre of this flower, just notice that at the centre of this flower, that pool of liquid is almost like honey now. And on your next breath, just allow that honey, that nectar-like golden light, just to ooze from your head all the way down into your heart. Just notice that the more you ooze into your heart, the bigger and brighter your heart starts to feel. Maybe you feel it, sense it, know it. Maybe your heart starts to talk to you in colours. Just notice that there's never an end to the honey, to the nectar. When you feel yourself now fully in your heart, just choose this. Choose this frequency, choose this feeling, this colour. Allow this frequency to guide you. Keep you safe. For this frequency, this space is the safest place to be. This place is the place of connection, is the place of infinite information, 
is the space of love, is the space of everything that you are. And just notice how your breath is different. And breathing that knowing into every aspect of your being. At the rate and the pace that feels just right for you, you gently open your eyes and come back into the room. Oh, wow. I'm in this place of nectar and honey. <laughs> Ooh, let that land for me. And let me break that down for you so that those who are more mm. analytical. Mm. Step one is appreciating that, you know, we are not our thoughts. We are the observers of our thoughts. Yeah. Um, so when we accept that we have, when we play with the marble of consciousness, mm. with the observer. I'm still landing, um, by the way. That's right. I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk. I'm still in that, in that channeled place of. You just, you just channel away. Channel away, Hader. I'm just going to explain this for everyone. But basically, when we're very, very thinky, we go into our frontal lobe and we go into con a contracted state. When we bring our awareness back into the center of our head, we're actually placing our awareness in front of the pineal gland, which is like the gateway. It's our, you know, intuitive gateway, you could say. The experience of the flower opening and closing gives you a visceral experience of contraction and expansion. Mm contraction and expansion yeah. and we can play with this when we're in the supermarket when we're at our desks we can play with it all day long just that at that practice alone mm -hmm. and then when we allow ourselves to be open and to tune into the frequency of excitement we become truly expanded and from there very very easy to come down into the heart space, into the heart field. When we remember that the heart field, the Taurus field, tells our brain what to do, mm. I think I'm right in saying it's energetically, it's either 40 or 80 times more powerful. The Heart Math Institute has done some yeah, amazing 40, 40, yeah, 40, 40, 40 yeah. more times powerful than the brain, yeah. Exactly. And so it kind of makes sense to live from here. Yes. To yes. develop this relationship. Yes. When we start to live from here, people say, you know, living a heart-led life. And that can be interpreted on many different levels. For me, it means living a life that is guided by the heart field and is in pure connection with source energy. Yeah. And alignment with, with your own channel, right? With your own soul. Yeah. See that see that's very beautiful. And I'd like to quickly explain what I experienced in that and specifically around the opening and the closing and the contraction. And in the moments of being guided, and actually what you did, Kate, you guided me in a in a kind of mini meditation, 
right? You took me on a meditation. So one of the ways that we access our channel and one of the ways we uh, access source is to be quiet our mind, and we can do that through meditation. Breathwork is another way, but what you did there was uh, through a beautiful little meditation. And actually, we kind of refined it further when you said the tour, the hack is this imagination or this feeling of the flower opening and contracting. And that, to me, was the most visual experience of that meditation because as I opened, I felt this openness and this expansion and this energy flowing and pouring through me, actually. And then when you told me to contract, it was like, oh, this is horrible. Yes. It was horrible. That's, that's the best way to describe it. And I was like, I don't like this. And I was completely in resistance to the contraction feeling. And I wanted to go back to the expansion. And I was like, okay, Hader, feel this because this is part of the process. Feel the contraction. How does your, how is your body reacting? You know, what's, what's going on for you? And the moment you told me to open the flowers, this is my natural state. Yes. So that is a beautiful hack. And in terms of, like I said earlier, refinement, it's the flower opening and closing. So yes. if our listeners, our viewers, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this, you could kind of practice that, even if for a minute a day of this open and contraction, and especially actually when they're in trigger, right? When they're, when they're activated in some way, when they feel stressed or they're anxious, there's a bit of depression kind of looming in the air. This would be a great kind of tool to get you out from your head and that analytical mind that wants to take you on a road where it leads to more thoughts and feelings of lower energy let's call it density and gets you into that expanded state and opens up that channel absolutely and i'm really pleased that you had that experience because it's the contrast yeah you know i i am not a big meditator i'm not yeah i don't sit for hours and hours yeah you know i spend a lot of time in nature each and every one of us has a different way of quietening our minds. And what I find with a lot of the practices out there that they don't provide the contrast that we can actually have a visceral experience and, and know for ourselves. And that's why I love the flower. Mm. And I love the fact that you can do that mm. anywhere. You don't have to be sitting on a mountaintop, you know, on a yoga mat. Mm. You can do that literally standing in the queue at the supermarket just practice and what people will find is that when it comes to boundaries mm, circling back now to boundaries when yeah. we start to create boundaries from this place from our heart wow yeah. from what feels true although i would never recommend anyone say what feels true to me is x because that for some reason those words seem to trigger all, all manner of responses in other people so i would say from my perspective Mm. why <laughs> yeah yeah sure sure and um, but when we when we create boundaries and our voice from that place it's received energetically in a very very different way and this is something else that people you know is an invitation for people to start to wake up to the fact that you will be receiving information through your mind through the words but you are also receiving the information energetically. You have energetic receptors. Yes. There is a different system going on. Yes. And, and people may experience those receptors when they listen to certain kinds of music, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And suddenly feel like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And just to quickly add to that point, it's those energetic receptors that have been numbed, right? Yes. Through, through our cultural conditioning, through the programming, through, you know, the 3D matrix that we live in. So when we are in the expansion or when we are moved by a piece of music, that's actually the receptors going, I'm here, I'm alive, yes. listen. Yes. And, and what you're... So what you're picking up on is a much higher frequency yes. Yes. of information. You're picking up on source energy that has come yes. through and been channeled. Yes. Now, here's the fascinating thing for me, Kate, and this is, you know, what I've devoted my life to, and I know you're, you're on the same journey, is being in that state as much as you possibly can through your day where you're constantly in this receptive mode. And I know it brings its own drawbacks. So you're picking up on energy that's not, not certainly yours, and it's – a kind of a practice and a, and a skill to discern between what's actually yours and what's not. And it also opens up once these energetic receptors have been activated and you practice activating them, it just opens up magic and synchronicity and coincidence and manifestations, conscious manifestations, right? Deliberate yes. creation. So, yes. yeah. Sorry, when I was there. <laughs> no, 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 it's wonderful. It's wonderful. And yeah. I mean, I could talk about being an empath because I'm a multidimensional empath, you know, yes. and I know that you're an empath as well. And, you know, one of the themes that I'm here to explore in my life is energetic discernment and boundaries, you know, and I know we've talked about the 3D and I've had a similar experience with my, with my channel, with all manner of beings popping in to say hello, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in service to God, obviously, and in service to me. Yes. Um, and yet I've had experiences where that's felt disempowering. And, you know, it's probably a conversation for a whole other day, but just to reassure anyone out there who believes that they may be an empath and there is a difference between being empathic and being, and being an empath. And those of us who are empaths and have a bit of a hard time in the sea of energy, in the sea, the sea of energy in which we exist. And I liken it now, again, I'll give you a quick life hack. I liken it now to, to, to well, because I live in Cornwall, lots of my metaphors come from the sea. One of the elements, Kate. Yeah, absolutely. What I have found in my life is having tuned into that heart space and become much more familiar with what's me. Yes, wow. my that's my yeah. resonance state, mm -hmm. my vibrational frequency, and I can play up and down that scale. Okay, got it. Thank you, God. Anything which is not of that, anything which is not of the highest love of light, I now perceive like a, a wave mm. in this. It's like a wave of energy, a wave, and I can choose to put my attention on it or I can choose not to I don't need to get worried about is it mine is it not mine sure. you know, not, not at first just like a, oh becomes a choice the next piece is the there are reptides you know there are energetic reptides in the collective consciousness in you know strong emotional pulls from individuals etc 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 so when we're having an experience which is not our preference and we can be we feel like we're being completely taken out chances are we've been caught out in a riptide okay and i've had that experience just last week where i had very strange thought forms coming through my consciousness that were very dark and were completely out of character and i realized oh these are actually 
energies, frequencies, these are spirits, to use that language. This is multidimensional. Mm. My channel was, I was too open. Yeah. There were, there were yeah. riptides coming yeah. through. And the ability to come back to my own authentic resonance meant that those riptides didn't take me out. Yeah. And then we get to the, and then we get to the point where we can go, okay, well, there are certain people and certain places and certain multidimensional beings that feel for me less empowering. You know, and so I could get to choose which beach I want to go and play in. I don't have to say yes to that. I can say no. That doesn't feel like that serves me. Yeah. That for me, that's not a a full body yes. So that's what I let be my guide these days, you know, tune into my heart, open my channel, create those boundaries from that place and listen for the full body yes, for the tingle. Yeah, and and that's very beautiful, right, because there's great empowerment in that. Firstly, there's there's this knowing that you're being guided, right, and there's this discernment of, well, I know my body, I know energy, I know when it's a full body, yes. And yet I still have conscious choice. Because yeah. even if it is a full body, yes, you still have choice, right? Uh, as, as human beings of free will, we still have choice. And it's discerning whether it's a full body, yes, and acting on that is the part which is a fascinating part. And it's also the part that changes lives. It opens up possibilities and potentials and explorations into consciousness into fun into joy into play into love yeah and when we remember that you know in terms of the story of the soul if you want to get strategic we've exercised our ultimate free will by choosing to come here in the first place and have this lived experience in this time and space i believe I believe that we're all here for a reason. We're all chosen to incarnate at this time in service to the collective consciousness to lift the vibration of the planet. Mm. Some of us are in a a more remembered state, you could say, and others are 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 what's how do I say this? Um, exploring themes that are taking them in different directions. And then when we so within that within this life, yes, Kate, I have free will. Um, I, there are choices that I can make and do make and some of them are you know I might call them primary choices because you know the human mind is not designed to understand the quantum field and I spend a lot of my days in the quantum field you know exploring <laughs> alternate realities and timelines and just hanging out in the quantum yeah. <laughs> and uh you know it's a bit mind-blowing when you think oh gosh if I had jam on my marmalade on my toast rather yeah. than marmalade I'm actually creating a different timeline Yes. Every every single choice I make is yes. creating another timeline. Absolutely, and look, maybe that's a conversation for another time because that's a, that's yeah. a real beautiful conversation about timelines and how we can alter timelines and how there's concurrent yeah. timelines, and at any moment a timeline is changed to the choice we make. And I, I think that's a very beautiful conversation to have, and not right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm kind of uh, because I, I tell you why because there's this. I would just want to go back to like the riptides, right? And being taken over by emotions and those emotions not necessarily being ours, which to me is what happens pretty much to a lot of people every day. And, and you know, in, in, in my world, in the coaching world, when I, was, when I coach clients, there's, you know, it's very present, it's very apparent that 
people are holding on to stuff and they've taken on stuff and they've been emotionally drained by stuff that isn't theirs. And when there's a recognition and awareness that it isn't theirs, there's this immense release of energy, of emotion. Uh, And and the reason why I'm saying this is because there's a beautiful tool that I kind of use sort of myself and I use with my clients, um, which is, and it's a very simple question. So once again, I'm inviting people to use this tool every single day, uh, make it part of your ritual or part of your practice. And the question is, who does this belong to? And is this mine or is this mine? Who does this belong to? Is this mine? In the moment you ask that question, I found, and people that use it have found, a lightness emerges, which is a sure sign that it's not yours. So whatever you're feeling in the moment, whatever you're thinking about, whatever trauma has been triggered, it's not yours. Hence the lightness of that energy leaving you. Now, the more you do it, the more you practice it, the more you will transmute and heal and release and be able to access your channel, right? Come into that God connection, come into your sovereignty, be able to discern around a choice that you have in front of you. Is this a full body? Yes. So for me, one is a conduit to the other, right? Once you can release and release energy and release other people's trauma that, that you've been carrying, you become more aligned to your true self. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I used to, in my old days, work with um, a lot of healthcare professionals and um, um, entrepreneurs in the med tech scene. And one of the things that is very, very common amongst people who work in the caring industries, the caring sectors, um, teachers, doctors, nurses, you know, anyone in that space, not everyone a lot of people because they're naturally drawn to being in service they will find that they become they they experience wanting to get away from everybody at the end of the working day and it's because they've been in an open heart state caring for patients caring for people and are picking up energies which Mm. are not there so they experience Mm. the lived they have a lived experience of like this being this yo-yo so you're absolutely right that Mm. question Mm. for me is my version of that is is this mine and I get a very exactly. simple yes, no. Exactly, exactly that. Yes, no. Um, and your point about it's being a very efficient way mm. to transmute energies that no longer serve us and to bring up, well, certainly for me on my journey to being this channel as being the need to really go into some dark places or allow myself to transmute dark, dark energies in my subconscious because in order to be a clear and open channel, I have to be a clear and open channel. And that means... <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that means, yeah. you know, going through some some dark days, you know, yeah. and being invited to explore what's coming up in my, in my consciousness. Yeah. You know, and taking responsibility for what's mine, but not taking responsibility for what's not. And, that, and that's a beautiful framing, right? And this whole concept around responsibility. And I often think that we've got a misguided kind of review and framing and a point of view about responsibility. And we're very quick to take on other people's responsibilities. And sometimes we do it in a, or we think we do it in an act of service. Oh, you know, let me let me go and help this person and 
deal with their shit without actually going inward and understanding where we are in our journey. And that doesn't mean that we're not, we don't, you know, our intention is impure in any way. There is a purity in our intention that we do want to help because I believe as human beings, it's on our natural instinct to, to be of service and to help people. And also it's distinguishing and discerning between, am I doing this to make myself feel better and avoid my own stuff? Or am I doing this from a state of expansion and love? Mm. I have a, a, t- a slightly different perspective these days. Yeah, yeah please share. Uh, I don't help people. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, wait, I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the drum roll, the, the line afterwards. Yeah. Now I'm I, I, I've realised that for me, when I use, when I step into the helping and the frequencies, yeah. what I am doing, and this is true for me, it might not be for others, but what I'm doing is I am not seeing the, another individual in their greatness and their magnificence. Sure. Sure. And I am in danger of taking responsibility for them when it's not my place to. Exactly. So what I so I I've kind of reframed it. I support people. I inspire people. I yeah. empower people. And I and like the, I like the frequencies of those words. Yeah. 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 Support yeah. And it, someone listening may think that 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 well that just sounds pedantic. It sounds like the same thing. But actually, where I'm where we're coming from energetically as you've just picked up Hader is very very different yes and and it's expansive and in empowerment and support and expansion one can be playful because it's the playful frequencies that actually connect us more with source energy it's not the serious solemn stuff which from my experience helping yeah. can lead me down that path. Uh, absolutely. And I actually remember, Kate, as we're talking about this, one of the first lessons that I learned in my journey of uh, consciousness, let's call it, was this concept of holding my sovereignty, holding my energy. So when someone presents themselves before me and they're ill or they're in a state of density, is can I offer them unconditional compassion while keeping my vibration? as high as possible right and yeah. i think that's what you're talking about yeah um, and, and it's a very beautiful state to able to see someone in their suffering and trauma and not necessarily meet them energetically meet them in that place so you don't actually drop your vibration drop your energy to meet them where they are you actually hold your vibration and actually what you're doing you're inspiring them whether they realize it or not to come and meet you where you are right which actually facilitates healing and, and, and transformation. And it, it facilitates like miracle healing, like Jesus used to do this, right? People had to come and meet him where he was in his vibration and lo and behold, their illnesses, their ailments were miraculously cured. And he didn't do anything. He just held his vibration, which is his connection to God. Bingo. Because what yeah. he's doing and what we all do is we all act as energetic tuning forks. And yeah. so when I'm in my channel, I... The frequencies that I experience are very peaceful. Mm. There's a there's a really profound level of peace, and when I hold that and I'm in in connection with someone, they naturally attune to yeah. that. They yeah. settle very easily. Yeah, 
Yep. So, so this is beautiful. So this is another practice that people that are listening to this can, can practice in their everyday lives because we all know people, we all have incidences, we all have circumstances where people in our lives, the relationships we have, they are in some level of trauma and density. Uh, and the practice is can we meet them from our heart space? Can yeah. we offer them compassion and love and give them what they need in that moment while maintaining a higher frequency? Play around with it. See what happens, right? Because when, when I've done this and played around it, magic happens. I, I remember my mom, she passed away last year. She, you know, she, she had cancer. It was challenging to be, be, be like be in this space of highest frequency because I was in this period of suffering as well, you know, watching someone you deeply love go through this pain. And I used to play around with it, right? I used to use it as a practice, as a conscious practice to, to tune my own fork, as you say, and keep my own vibration. And I could actually feel it work. I could see her meeting me. I could see her mood improve. I could see the level of conversation and what we talked about expand. And I was like, this shit really works. <laughs> Not that I needed proof of it. It's just that, you know, it's just sometimes it's nice to get the confirmation that everything that I've learned, everything that we learn, the tools that we learn and the tools that we're passing on right now in this podcast, that when practiced, when used, facilitate transformation and change and possibility and potential. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So look, maybe that's a beautiful place to end this. And I feel like there's so much more I want to talk to you about around channeling. And first of all, thank you for making that discernment about us all being channels and then trying to channel them the spectrum. I think that's really useful for people to understand that we are all we all have a channel and we all have access to that channel and try and channel them. What you're doing is very different. Um, what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get your details, post your link so people can connect with you deeper uh, if they feel inspired by what you've said and uh, want to take things further further with you and explore creation co-creation with you we'll, we'll have all your details up on my website on on the various links and places where people can go and look for you what else do i want to say we will definitely have another one of these because i think we've touched on lots of subjects and i'd love to go deeper especially around the quantum and timelines and beautiful like beautiful things like that and the other thing that i really want to talk about next time maybe this is a bit of a teaser is our superconscious, our genius uh, and how we access that and i know you and i are from the same kind of background we train with the same teacher and mentor and i think it's a very beautiful tool it's a very beautiful technology that we can give our audience in terms of getting them to attune to their superconscious and the genius and start creating miracles yes. in their life how does that sound no, it sounds very cool. And um, yeah, I mean, we've touched on so many things today. Yes. And I would love to come back and explore some of them in, in more detail with you. Absolutely yeah. love to. Beautiful, Kate. Thank you for joining us on this incredible journey of exploring human potential. Now, it's your turn to take action and unleash your own greatness. Head over to soulful-awakening.com forward slash free and opt in for lots of free transformational tools. Embrace the knowledge and insights you've gained and start implementing them in your life today. Remember, the world is waiting for your incredible potential to shine.